So I don't know if you've noticed, but Instagram has had a few changes recently. And I'm not happy about them. That you can't see other people's likes. Oh my God. It's driving me crazy. So listeners, I don't know if this is happening on your accounts, a select number of accounts in uh, the US and around the world. They're piloting an idea that Instagram, you can only see likes for yourself. You can't see other people's total likes because people are rightfully uh, getting jealous of other people and it's leading to anxiety and lots of problems. See, I'm on the other hand. We should know the hierarchy of society. <laughs> who's better than us? Who's worse than us? Paula's... <laughs> You're no, advocating just, for a feudal, <laughs> like a caste system based on your likability? No, I'm kidding. But sometimes it's like, oh, if this has, you know, look, I love a meme account. We sure. know I love a meme account. And the, the ones with a lot of likes are the better memes. So how am I going to know which memes are good? How am I going to know which video of a corgi slip it sliding down a slide is worth my time? Yeah, which one of the multiple chunky animals accounts yes. is the best chunky animals? Yes. I follow that. I follow a lot of tiny food accounts, mm. famously. Uh, and so this is just going to be hard to know which tiny food account is making the superior little tiny meatloaf. Welcome to Being Earnest, a very sincere podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Paula. And we're here to bring you the earnest and sincere topics of the day. And boy, oh boy, do we have a topic for you. <laughs> we do. What's our topic this week, Do you want to say it together because we're very excited about it? Sure. Our topic is... Yeehaw! <laughs> so to me, yeehaw kind of represents... All things country western. Sure. And I think that's kind of what we're uh, diving into today. Paula, you've been very excited about Yeehaw. <laughs> I've been so excited about it. I've been so excited about it that I changed my little uh, iPhone. What is it called? The little person? Memoji? The little Memoji to a little cowgirl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> little cowgirl with a little gold tooth. Yeah. To go inside the bit here for a minute. A lot of the texts that I get from Paula at this point are just... Uh, the Memoji with the hat and the gold tooth just winking. <laughs> I'll be like, are we recording tonight? It'll just be Memoji with the hat, with the cowboy hat, gold tooth. Well, it worked. We're finally recording Yeehaw, aren't we? <laughs> it's like when a little kid is like asking their parents for a dog and it's like every single thing, they're like, boy, this room sure would look nicer with a dog bed in the corner. Yeah. Or like, oh, this, I, I bet this uh, podcast episode would go so much better if we used an antiquated phrase. I can't think of one off the top of my what head. What could it be? What could it be? <laughs> so the natural place we have to start with Yeehaw is... Yeehaw! Uh, it's just the wild, wild west. Wild, wild west. Ah, uh, yes. The place for the movie. The place for the... Famous Will Smith movie. I remember Wild Wild West coming out while I was young enough to still be having Happy Meals. There were Happy Meal toys for Wild Wild West that looked super cool. And I never watched the movie. <laughs> I've never seen Wild Wild West in my life. Okay, so I have a little bit of information. So it was Burger King. Mm -hmm. But I will forgive you. The year... Let me set this. Let me set the stage. Cool. The year 1999... The restaurant, Burger King. The toys, themed to a Will Smith movie about the Wild West. Okay. Um, so it's kind of hard to find any pictures, but it, it really seems like it was kind of... Uh, there was a little Will Smith that sat on a horse. Mm -hmm. There was a little guy on a motorcycle. Okay. And uh, there was another little guy on a motorcycle. But 
I don't really think of the Wild Wild West as a kid's movie. Do I you? Also, I also don't think of the Wild Wild West as having motorcycles. Okay, so there's a lot of things to unpack here. Number one, the Wild Wild West, I just searched, is rated PG-13. That feels like a movie that would not walk into a meeting with Burger King going, the kids need the toys. Hmm. Yeah. You know, it's not like Coyote Ugly had. <laughs> yeah. Hey, kids, get your magic mic <laughs> toys. Oh, man. You know I would have those up on a shelf, though. What would be the worst? What would be? Okay. What would be the magic mic toy? Well, it'd just be a, we can figure that one out. Yeah, I mean, it's Channing Tatum, and you can take different layers of clothes off it. Like, the action figure that I had of um, of Superman, where it was Superman on the bottom, but you could, like, snap the Clark Kent clothes mm. onto him, so he could, you could be like, oh, danger's afoot, and just Put on up. my clothes and get the hell out of there. <laughs> yeah, like in Superman. <laughs> Whoa, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, that, or like... Or it's like, a, you know, the hula dancers yeah. that you put on your dashboard. It's yeah. that, but it's Magic Mike. <laughs> <laughs> that would, people would pay good money for that. TM, TM, TM. TM, TM, TM. Will you tell me what you think the plot of the Wild Wild West is about? And I will tell you how, on a scale of hot to cold, okay. how accurate you are. Sure. Um, so Will Smith travels through time. Okay. Falls back into the Wild Wild West. Okay. Has to rob a train. Okay. In order to save the town. <laughs> and then he stays there because he realizes that he was an outcast in his life in the future and he just lives in the wild, wild west from there on. So out. there's a definitely a Brigadoon element. Yeah, well, we can't talk about Brigadoon <laughs> for another half an hour. <laughs> um, I will say you were lukewarm. Okay. And by that I mean pretty cold. The plot is mean. President Ulysses Grant, played by Kevin Klein, learns Kevin Klein. Yeah, good get. Learns that diabolical inventor Dr. Arliss Loveless, played by Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, he's um I don't know who that is. He's Lockhart in the oh, Harry I've, Potter okay. movies. Also an incredibly accomplished Shakespearean actor. Well, he also plays Dr. Arliss Loveless. <laughs> He's planning. Yeah, that's the number one credit yes. on his IMDb. He's planning, not Hamlet. <laughs> He's planning to assassinate Grant, and he orders Civil War hero James West, played by Will Smith, mm -hmm. and U.S. Marshal Artemis Gordon. The, wait, is he the Wild Wild West? Is that I where think, this is going? I think you just answered your question. So, Civil War hero James West, and are you are you close your eyes? Now I'm going to tell. Open them. <laughs> I'm going to give you the name. You tell me the most, which actor you think is going to play this character alongside Will Smith. Okay. U.S. Marshal Artemis Gordon. Artemis Gordon. Mm -hmm. Tell me who you think plays U.S. Marshal Artemis Gordon. In this movie where Kevin Klein is the president, Kenneth Branagh is mm -hmm. uh, another person and Will Smith is James. And Wright. this is from 1999. This is 1999. Um, I mean, is it the dude from Men in Black? <laughs> So it's just the same pairing. I'll tell you what. It is Mother Fork and Kevin Klein again. It's Kevin Klein again? <laughs> Kevin Klein is playing double duty in why Wild is Wild no West. One, why is no one talking about the fact that Kevin Klein... <laughs> Kevin Klein is carrying this movie. Yeah, so, okay. So let's 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 stop for a minute here. Sure. Let's think about various different films in which one person plays multiple parts. <laughs> like, for example, in the most recent season of... Uh, 
of True Detective, mm-hmm. uh, Mahershala Ali plays <laughs> his same character across like four different time frames. But it's the same character. It's the same character. So no, this is unrelated. <laughs> You I mean, would, unless okay, there's then, some crazy twist. Okay, then where Grant is also U.S. Yeah, Marshal. Sure, uh, Ewan McGregor plays twins on the most recent se- thing of Fargo. And Lindsay again, Lohan I plays both twins. Plays twins, but in this situation, twins make sense. Like those are two people who have to look alike. So now this to me seems like no one showed up for the audition, and they were like. Well, I guess Kevin Clay oh, can do both. Yeah, we're making a repertory movie. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like. Um, so it's kind of like uh, in high school, we did a funny thing happen on the way to the forum. Sure. And I had to play both a eunuch and a courtesan. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I was an Annie Get Your Gun. Sure, I sure, get sure. it. I was a townsperson sure. and so uh, a, indigenous person. The person who didn't have a lot of lines. It's kind of like toss them in again. <laughs> yeah. But it's Kevin Klein. It's Kevin Klein. Did he direct this film as well? <laughs> He's like, also, no, no, no. But um, so anyway, so uh, West's trigger happy personality doesn't always mesh well with that of the thoughtful Gordon, Wild Wild West, but they manage to work together. And with the help of a mysterious stranger, Salma Hayek, they close in on Loveless. I really thought that you were going to say that the mysterious stranger was also <laughs> Kevin Klein. The mysterious Klein. stranger, Kevin Klein. <laughs> it's, it's just Kevin Klein. He's not playing anything. He's playing himself. It is funny how and we're ranging into uh academic territory that we have not done any research on no 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 the extent of my research for this episode was me googling wild wild west yeah (laughs) mid recording (laughs) yeah but it is it is interesting that we as a as a country have really fixated on 20 years of essentially lawless terrible living probably probably objectively the worst the worst time among the worst time to live in oh for like, sure and you know my you know that i firmly believe everything in the past would suck sure but this one would especially suck yeah because so it's the wild west you're in the middle of nowhere everyone has little guns <laughs> yes or big guns or big guns the who's the who's the police you it, it depends. Josh, Someone, I don't, hey, Paula, someone's got to step up. Josh, I I don't trust I can't you. keep letting these hooligans run this town. What are you doing around these parts, partner? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. The two people in the world I trust the least to be vigilantes are sitting in this room, and it's me and you. <laughs> we do like law and order. We do. It would also be terrible because everyone's wearing layers. Absolutely. Layers of clothing in the American Southwest. Yeah. Do you know how bad everyone would smell? Well, this is the other thing is that the past is probably real stanky. Probably real stanky. Just in yeah. general. Yeah. But but also, you have to take care of a horse. This is true. Yeah. <sighs> or would, a mule. Oh, God. <laughs> if, if, we were, if we were the Wild West and everyone else got a beautiful horse and I was stuck <laughs> riding a mule, <laughs> I would be so... <laughs> Mad. <laughs> yeah, I would take a sickly horse over a mule. <laughs> I'd be like, wait up, everyone. <laughs> We're trying to capture the vigilante justice. Yeah, like, you just like the, the music is swelling in the background. <laughs> it's like, it's the office theme song. And, Why is it the office theme song? And you, you, 
too mad. It looks like we're trotting into the sunset and we've made it like 10 feet out of town. <laughs> My goddamn mule has to keep Oof. stopping for breaks. Oh, God, I'm parched. <laughs> <laughs> Let me hop off my mule and run back and grab us some water. <laughs> so I don't want to speak out of turn here. I believe a mule is a hybrid, right? So- I am. I have no idea. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that a mule mm-hmm. is the byproduct of a horse and a donkey. Okay. So, okay. So that's interesting. But so you can't make more mules by breeding mules. They're sterile. Great, so I'm riding a sterile mule. <laughs> That's not what I'm to saying. To go catch Butch Cassidy. I'm just, I'm just trying to transition into weird animals here, but we can stick on, we can stick on your mule. <laughs> <laughs> what other weird animals did you want to talk about? <laughs> I don't know, ligers, tigons. Oh, ligers had their moment. They really did. People were very obsessed because people were so into Napoleon Dynamite. That is where it was mm-hmm. from. It's I, I don't know if we've talked about this on the pod before, but I've definitely talked about it, I think, with you and others. It is pretty amazing how much of the cultural conversation Napoleon Dynamite had for a solid 24 months. Oh, yeah. And that movie cost 50 bucks to make. <laughs> right. I mean, that movie cost nothing to make. And I probably watched it alone. I probably watched it 250 times. Really? I saw that movie... So many times. Paula, what's an appropriate situation to use the cowboy emoji? Ooh. Um, I firmly believe the appropriate time to use the cowboy emoji is every situation. Okay. But I think the cowboy emoji kind of says, like, excitement. Sure. You know, I love the cowboy emoji. Mm-hmm. It's my very favorite emoji. Uh-huh. Like, the cowboy emoji is just kind of like, I'm wearing this hat and I'm looking forward. Okay. You know, uh, the cowboy emoji doesn't look backwards. Mm. It's kind of, it's kind of riding into tomorrow. Sure. Together. Sure. <laughs> Get I'm on. I'm crying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's music swelling beneath you. We're really. I think I'm president now. Yeah, right. Um, what do you think it's appropriate for? I I mean, I think it's, it's appropriate for any situation in which you would use the phrase yeehaw. Sure. Like. You know, I think it is the pictorial version of like I'm gonna and I'm gonna curse here a little bit just to <gasps> okay you cover know. your ears, everyone. But then open them back up because this is an audio medium. Oh yeah. But you know when when a friend was like, "We're all gonna go get brunch." Uh huh. You respond with the cowboy emoji. Yeehaw! Yeehaw! Or like fuck yeah! Or like saddle up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. we're doing this thing. Oh, yeah. I also like to to kind of uh, send it as a confirmation. Sure. Like, like, a, like you wouldn't Skype with the thumbs up yeah, for like Skype for business. Because it's kind of like I picture the cowboy emoji kind of tipping its little hat. Oh, interesting. So it's like you'll often text me, you know, nonsense. And I'll reply with a cowboy emoji to, to tip my hat at you. Oh. Just as a, you're using it as a red receipt. Yeah. Essentially, like I have seen Got your it. message. <laughs> I, have, I haven't read it, but I've seen it. Acknowledged, partner. <laughs> <laughs> partner. <laughs> well, so what I, what I love is it's, it's just the regular emoji that stumbled across a hat and decided to make a whole new hymn. <laughs> and I think that that's a really good it's point. It's a regular emoji that rebranded. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Well, so this is a really good point because I think, so cowboy hats and boots, mm-hmm. right? You can't just 
transition into wearing them. You can't be like, oh, I'll wear a cowboy hat two days a week. No, <laughs> no, either... no. It is all or it is nothing. Yeah, and that emoji made that trend, made that choice for themselves. Yeah, and that, that branding choice. And, and I we love as that. humans, mm-hmm. you can't, yeah, you're not like a weekends only no, cowboy hat wearer. No, no, no. It's not like Mondays and Fridays and sometimes at lunch I wear a cowboy hat. Right, exactly. It's like it's like it, it essentially the word people if you're going to dabble in a cowboy hat, you have to go all in because yeah. it's kind of like how somebody would describe you like do you know my friend Paula and they'd go which one? The answer would have to be the one in the cowboy hat. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, you have to you can't you can't go partial cowboy. Mm-hmm. You can only go full cowboy you like would- boots, boot cut jeans hat bolo tie very and then you tight take, tight jeans and then you take the hat off when you come inside and mm-hmm. uh you know you're like i i beg your pardon Ooh. but could i could i partake in your delicious organic mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> like you're still doing the same stuff you're still going to your sure, yuppie farm a, stands you're just a better you now yeah yeah you're just a more confident more uh outdoorsy more self-reliant you so are cowboys hot and I'm cowboy. I'm using as a gender neutral term. Sure. Yes. Yes. Cow people. Are cow people hot? <laughs> um, I think what's hot about them is their confidence. Yeah. It's the fact that like whether or not if you roll up mm-hmm. in the outfit, you know, in a cowboy outfit. Yeah. I assume that like if my car breaks down, you know how to fix it. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. You have to know how to work with your hands. Right, exactly. You know. Wink. <laughs> you're not going to like, <laughs> you're not going to be a cowboy who rolls up and is like, excuse me, partner, do you need a marketing automation system? <laughs> right. It's like, you know how to do useful stuff. Yeah, right. And I'm saying that because my day job's in marketing, so I'm yeah, right. <laughs> joking at myself. <laughs> uh, yeah, you have, you have like handy skills. Yeah, right. <laughs> Howdy, partner. Do you need a more efficient and optimized way to have textual communication within your company? I'm here from Slack HQ. And I'd like to see if I can revolutionize the way that you're talking within your intranet. Now, can you at tag in your current your current digital ecosystem? Lasso's over their computer. Yeah, well, the- just pulls the full like the TV down <laughs> in the conference room. <laughs> They're trying to lasso. They're very bad at it. They just keep kind of swatting stuff with a rope. Yeah. How cool would it be to be able to lasso? Oh my god. Yeah, but I think I would abuse the power because mm-hmm. if you can lasso, you have to only use it when you need to lasso. Yeah. I think as a, a like foolish a- move would be like just. Constantly. <laughs> well, the problem is getting really good at lassoing also would mean that you would never have to stand. <laughs> so, All right, so this is the future Wally dreamed of. Right, exactly. It's the it's Wally, but it's Western themed. Mm-hmm. Is that you're sitting on your Wood couch, watch. you're sitting there, you're watching, I don't know, a sports game or impractical <laughs> jokers. There we go. Or whatever media has uh just come out on Netflix that you need to watch to mm-hmm. be a part of the cultural conversation. Mm-hmm. And you're like, ugh, I'm parched. And you just pull out your open. (laughs) And you just grab yourself a Diet Coke and reel her back in. You didn't realize it was open. There's Diet Coke everywhere. Have you ever been to a rodeo? (gasps) 
have I ever been to a rodeo? You know, I would, the naive me would, would have said no, but I have been to a rodeo. Whoa. Yes, I have. Have you been to a rodeo? I have not. I've been to Calgary right after Stampede ended, which is apparently the really big rodeo up in, okay. in Calgary. Okay. Um, like two days afterwards. So everyone was like, oh yeah, it's going to take a while for the cow smell to get out of the city. Ew. Uh, Did it smell like a cow? No, it didn't. It was oh, Canada. Okay. It was very clean. <laughs> it was perfect, actually. But, so I just missed a rodeo, but oh, okay. I've never been to one. Oh, yeah. I've been to a rodeo. Do you have any questions? <laughs> yeah, just, <laughs> just the general vibe. Um, General vibe. This was in my town and in Preston as part of the county fair. Okay. Um, There are rodeo clowns. You know, that's a real thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like to... to when the when you're done bull riding so that the they go and they get them yeah but the sacrificial clowns <laughs> it really might shock you to know that they're not dressed like clowns i thought they have at least some stage makeup <laughs> let me confirm that well okay now this now this is telling me that they're dressed like clowns <laughs> yeah i was pretty sure that they're like at least partially dressed like cowboy clowns like right. clowns who've seen some shit or maybe clowns who needed to provide for their family back east, but they went out to jo- make their fortune in the wild, wild west. Well, you know what? I kind of feel like now, like maybe I was zoning out. <laughs> <laughs> but I do need you to know when I tried to Google rodeo clowns, are they dressed like clowns? Uh, it, the suggested text was rodeo clowns. Are they dressed like a daydream? <laughs> <laughs> Rodeo clowns are they dressed like are they dressed like a daydream? Sounds <laughs> like an album that came out in my formative years. Oh, do you remember the Simple Plan album? Rodeo clowns are they dressed like a daydream? Oh, no, God. it's very much a Fallout Boy lyric. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> it's the Fallout Boy lyric that you put on your live journal yeah. as your away message <laughs> while you were there. Because it it. Until you think about it too hard, it sounds really deep. Yeah, right. Like, it kind of sounds like, yeah, are they dressed like a daydream? But it's nonsense. You know what it also might be? What? It could also be a young adult novel. (laughs) (laughs) Are you there, God? It's me, a rodeo clown dressed like a daydream. So my friend Jared and I play this game called Young Adult Novel Title. Okay. Which is based on the, like, kind of wordy and what... At first, sounds beautiful, but when you think about it, it makes no sense. <laughs> Novels yeah. uh, that are really popular right now, also movies. It's like the Netflix film, what is it, To, to All the Boys I've Loved Love Before, before or something mm-hmm. like that. So we would make something up along the lines of, and for an eternity, we were everything. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the name of the novel. <laughs> when I think forever, I think pizza. <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. Are you there, God? It's me, Mario Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Mario Lopez's one-man show? Yes. I was going to say something more along the lines of like, (laughs) and in the picture, we were perfect. Ooh. (laughs) But also, and in the picture, we were Mario Lopez. (laughs) Our our friend Deirdre and I were, were chatting once, and like, it is really astounding to me how literally young and this is this is a generalized statement but books for young adults and movies and i'm talking like dramatic ones sure like a walk to remember they're all tragedy porn 
Oh, yeah. They're all just literally like, she has cancer and he has cancer and everyone's sick and mom is dead. <laughs> like, they're just the saddest things you've ever heard in your entire life. Well, I mean, thank you for singing the hit song from Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's another really sad one. Yeah. I mean, uh, 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why is terrifying and almost almost glorify suicide which is really problematic not really almost there's like statistics yeah that like yeah yeah and what is and like it's and it's not just that i mean i feel like half the books i read at that age were harry potter but then the other half (laughs) were like the boxcar children's like the parents are dead so the kids are homeless (laughs) like the premise of the boxcar children is the parents died and the kids have to live in garbage well i mean that's also the plot of every disney movie there's no two parent households (laughs) in disney (laughs) one or both of the parents are dead in almost every single movie oh my god coco Right, but then the grandmother's dead in that ah, one. Dang it. <laughs> There's got to be some. They also hang death. out with only dead people for that <laughs> entire movie. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think one thing that all cowboys, and again, using that as a gender neutral term, mm-hmm. I think one thing all cowboys have in common is um, catchphrases. Yeah. Yeah. Like they are always saying things like, Get along, little doggie. Yeah, yeehaw, get her done. <laughs> are you are you saying that all cowboys are just the blue collar kings of comedy? <laughs> blue collar comedy tour. Sure. <laughs> you might be a cowboy. If. Yeah, right. Uh, so let's talk catchphrases. <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think what's interesting, and uh, it's somewhat similar to when we were talking about nicknames too. You can't you can't give yourself a nickname. You kind of have to give yourself a catchphrase. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the opposite. And a catchphrase, I feel like you could really make anything a catchphrase by saying it, saying it again louder and kind of smiling a little. Yeah, and also just eye contact. Yeah. I think the key to a catchphrase is eye contact. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Paula, do you have a catchphrase? <laughs> <laughs> What if I was like, yeah, it's good times rolling. And then I, I <laughs> opened my shirt and I was wearing a t-shirt that said it. And I had merch in the bag. Well, you may, you're making a joke, but your shirt literally says on the back of it, bonjour. Bonjour. I don't think I have a catchphrase, but I think I have things I say again and again. But that's just probably because I'm not very creative. No, you're very creative. I would <laughs> it, say that you do have a catchphrase. What is my catchphrase? Your catchphrase is build a bridge and get over it, honey. Do I say that a lot? You do say it a lot. <laughs> Maybe well, build maybe, a bridge and get over it. Well, maybe when you're Ooh, not responding means. to my texts and you're just giving a <laughs> the cowboy hat, what I'm reading into it is <laughs> build a bridge and get over it, honey. <laughs> oh, I love that as a catchphrase for me. I'm mm-hmm. so honored. Well, because it's like a 90s sitcom, right? Where yeah. like you look at the camera, you you peek the camera, <laughs> and you're like, build a bridge and get over it, honey, and the <laughs> audience goes wild. <laughs> Um, what would yours be? Probably like I like baseball or something. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> baseball for me. <laughs> One baseball for me, please. <laughs> we will have branded merch of just <laughs> my face on a tote bag that says, One baseball for me, please. 
Imagine a major league player. Like if we branded it with baseballs and imagine getting a baseball thrown at your head at 90 miles an hour and it's just your face with the little words, one baseball for me on it. Please. I'm being, I'm be, don't forget the please. I'm a polite boy. <laughs> one baseball for me, please. Yes. <laughs> what is the worst catchphrase? Well... It's a misused catchphrase is the worst catchphrase. I don't think there are obviously like problematic statements that you can say or things that used to be okay to say and now are very not okay to say. Yeah. But I would say in general, the worst catchphrase is when you use a catchphrase in the wrong situation. Yeah. So, for example, let's say you just, you know, hypothetically, you know, you're a superhero and Mm -hmm. you've just defeated the villain. You need (laughs) to say something. say in that scenario you're in a you're the star of a marvel movie Ooh. and you've just been the big boss looking at you. and everyone's looking at you and everyone's ready for your superhero moment is it just me or is it a little chilly in here but your power has nothing to do with being cold <laughs> yeah right <laughs> it's just like a regular <laughs> yeah right or if you were just like whoever <laughs> smelt it dealt it and you're like what what and it has nothing to do with your power you're no. like a superman type yeah like yeah you can shoot lasers out of your eyes <laughs> and the villain is not stinky or cold either <laughs> And then we high five. <laughs> and everyone's like, what? <laughs> Stan Lee does his cameo in our Marvel movie, which is the Ernestos. <laughs> and he's like, what is this? I was I was having a great time in heaven. And you bring me back for this trick? I don't know if Stan Lee's Jewish. He just feels kind of Jewish. I don't know if he knows yet or she feels like he's fluent. <laughs> But imagine, because there are people who are famous enough, mm-hmm. like they might sign something with their catchphrase. Is that a thing that still exists, though? Or is that something that existed in like Waka Waka, the old time? You know, uh, like maybe. Jennifer Lawrence isn't going to sign a signature being like, I volunteer well, a tribute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that'd be crazy. Maybe. That feels like something that somebody who really wants to be famous and is kind of not famous would do sure sure you know like like to sign an autograph with a catchphrase feels like an act of desperation here's looking at you kid <laughs> yeah humphrey bogart yeah, like right. he's not gonna do that <laughs> feels like something like a rodney dangerfield would do sure well rodney dangerfield was genuinely very famous and, and talented so it's <laughs> foot in my mouth <laughs> or something that like a retired pro athlete would do right exactly being like pour one out for the touchdown Yep. Well, that's your catchphrase now. Pouring <laughs> up with the touchdown. I mean, we kind of have a catchphrase yeah. in a way because... Welcome to being earnest. Yeah, a very sincere podcast. Well, that's a tagline, that's I guess, tag maybe. Line. But, you know, there's... We, we say something from the episode every single time. Uh-huh. But generally, podcasts, radio shows have kind of a, an outro stinger, which is the catchphrase. Like a Casey Kasem. Well, what's Casey like, Kasem's? It's like, keep your feet on the ground and reach for the stars. Something like that. That was the catchphrase that Casey it. Kasem had? Yeah, exactly. It was that or like, like, like Scoob. <laughs> One or the other. <gasps> was he Shaggy? Yes, he was Shaggy. What? <laughs> yes, Casey Kasem is the original voice of Shaggy. Oh my god. 
Yeah, I was right. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Which Can you imagine somebody saying that very sincerely to you? I know, right? Very nice. It also, now that I'm saying it, so this is also the thing. The catchphrase has to match the person. Casey Kasem being like, keep keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. All right, pretty good, Casey Kasem. It was mediocre. Add that to your resume. Thank you, special skills. Um, sounds very sincere. Me being like, Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. Sounds like I'm a cowboy, like I'm an outlaw, being like, "Keep your feet on the ground and keep <laughs> yeah, reaching for the like stars." Yeah, it sounds like a threat. I'm like, All like right, I'm I holding will. you up. Uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> now put the money in the bag. <laughs> so, Josh, I think the thing is, like Casey Kasem, like I bet Ryan Seacrest has a catchphrase. Yeah, probably. You know, this is American Idol. <laughs> yeah, but you know who probably doesn't really have catchphrases. Who? Popular NPR personalities. Sure. So maybe we could invent them for them. Like, okay, what's cool. Terry Gross's catchphrase? You got grossed. <laughs> <laughs> Gross them if you got them. <laughs> I don't know why she sounds like Oscar the Grouch in yeah. my mind. <laughs> Welcome to the grocery. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All right, what about Ira Glass? Ooh, oh, Ira Glass. That was a perfect. Perfect Ira Glass. Perfect Ira Glass. Oh, this week on the This American Life. Yeah. Oh, what if I told you that, uh, what if, what if I told you that Ira Glass is going to beat your ass? <laughs> Picture this. Picture this. Chapter You're, one. Chapter one. This week's theme, Grassitude. Wait, that's not his last name. <laughs> I was so trying to get the voice, and I kind of was just me, but quieter. Uh, okay, how about um, Ira Glass ceiling? <laughs> I was, I was, uh, yeah. And remember, don't throw stones in glass houses. My house is the glass house. That's very rude for you to be throwing it's stones. So long. That's what I like about it. Yeah. That it's a full segment. I'm the glass and you're the lawnmower. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Your ass is glass. Yeah. Your ass is glass and they call me the lawnmower. <laughs> Flawless impression. Hey, Paula. Hey, Josh. Did you think we were going to make it this long before talking about Oregon Trail? Yeah. I thought we were going to do this within five minutes, but I here we, we are. I thought we would have done this within five episodes. <laughs> here we are, the most nostalgic topic for people our age, the, the computer game Oregon Trail. Did you play it? Did I play Oregon Trail? Did I have an iMac in the computer lab that only had Oregon Trail and Zumbinis, and oh. then we watched Homestar Runner. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> I freaking loved Oregon Trail. Mm. Um, although, when I was a, when I was a kid, uh, I grew up in Alaska, so... Um, oh, you were really close to Oregon. I was really close to Oregon, but we famously played Yukon Trail. Uh, okay. Which is the same, except you start in Skagway, and you're hitting the Yukon Trail. Searching for gold. What? Yeah, yeah. So Alaska's obsessed with itself. <laughs> so wait, so it's... So the Oregon Trail is a game in which you're trying to get all the way across the country. Mm-hmm. But Alaska was like, getting across the country, we've already done that. <laughs> we don't Let's really get across about- ourselves. 
We don't really care about the rest of it. Yeah, so you started in Seattle. I was wrong. And then you got to get to Alaska to stake a claim. And there's also Jack London in it. <laughs> okay, like Dances with Wolves, Jack uh-huh. London? Uh-huh. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, and, and we did play Oregon Trail. And then, after, I mean, I've played Oregon Trail a ton. But yeah, Yukon Trail was kind of... Kind of the game, kind of the game that was on everybody's lips. Mm-hmm. To go back to your point from earlier about teenage, like preteen and teenage media being like tragedy porn. Yeah. Oregon Trail is about different ways that you can die. <laughs> it's not about making it to the no, other side. No, 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 no. It was about filling your car with people you knew. And then kind of watching them die off one by yeah, one sacrificing dysentery. Them. Yeah, exactly. One by one to a rattlesnake bite <laughs> yeah, for dysentery. It, it was about that. And it was about grabbing that gun and shooting 3,000 pound of bison. <laughs> right, exactly. Because <laughs> a man's got to eat. <laughs> and fording rivers. Fording Honestly, rivers. Yeah. Yes. Or do you, do, you, do you swim across? Do you ford the river? Do you? I, was usually, I would usually hire a guide. Oh, really? Oh, of, big spender. Yeah, I'm kind of known in some, in the Oregon Trail circles as a little Richie Ridge. You're an orgy? I'm kind of You're an OT. <laughs> okay, so let's fill our Oregon Trail cart. Sure. Wagon? Wagon. <laughs> Five of us. Okay. Who are we bringing? Celebrities or historical figures. Okay. Who do we think is going to travel well with us? So this is like an extension of our road trip, but at this time, this time they have to be able to survive. Yeah, we have to, and, and importantly, once we get to where we're going, we have to live together for <laughs> generations. Uh, we have to like, our we'll have children with these people. Yeah, right. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like who do you want to carry spend your a legacy life with? <laughs> And carry your legacy. But also, who do you think would bring fun snacks? And also, you wouldn't mind them dying. Yeah, if, if you had to eat someone, who would you eat? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, who's it going to be? All right, so we hold two of the positions. Okay. But then we need... Bad start. Bad start. Bad start. We're really going to need... Um, What about one of the nature guys? That's what I was thinking. What about the guy what... from Naked and Afraid? <laughs> so I think that could go two different ways. Mm-hmm. On the one hand... He can make something out of nothing. What's that guy's name? Grizz. Grizz. Bear Grylls is not. Bear uh, Grylls. Bear Grylls is not Naked and Afraid. He's a different. All right. Well, let's say Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Because I don't I don't know if there is a guy from Naked and Afraid. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess to finish my point on Naked and Afraid, if there is a guy mm-hmm. or just a contestant, a particularly. We don't know how they're doing. Right. Exactly. Bear Grylls is friends with movie stars, so he'd have good stories. Sure, 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 sure. I guess my point was, if someone was <laughs> naked the whole time, you know what I mean? Like, you know that they're capable of anything, and it might be bringing really fun energy. That's You know true. what I mean? Like, anything goes. You know Here's what I mean? the thing, though. Once they N- sit in a seat... No laws when you're drinking claws. <laughs> <laughs> and by claws, I mean bear claws. Bear claws. No, no, no. Because once that naked person sits in a seat, no one can sit in that seat. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I guess. Because their yeah. naked butt has been on it. Yeah. And that's really going to be a bad vibe for this wagon fair so bear grills is kind of fun though he is he is you know kind of annoying i wouldn't mind if he died right exactly but not in real life but if he you know if he got dysentery right exactly exactly he seems like he would be pretty helpful Uh uh-huh um so i think our next person spot number four out of five should be purely for entertainment purposes yeah what about uh, this might be a little crazy okay jane austen 
And Ooh. here's why. Here's why. I've never read one of her books. Oh, so she could just tell it to us. So she could just tell it to us. Yeah, over the campfire. Yeah, and people would always go, she's so funny. You'll love to read her books. And then I start and I go, oh, my God. There's so this many is, words. There's so many words. <laughs> so, but maybe over a campfire, like maybe she'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I feel like she'd be very biting. Yeah. 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 And I feel like her and Bear Girls might hit it off. <laughs> <laughs> That's and by hit it off, you mean stare at it, stare at him from across the campfire <laughs> and just internalize her feelings? Yes. <laughs> a love story for the ages. Yeah. Jane Austen and Bear Grylls. <laughs> May, may I have this dance? <laughs> a lot of organized dances. Yes, there's too many, frankly. <laughs> so now we have our fifth seat, kind of our wild card. Mm-hmm. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna toss out one. Okay, and please. this is just to start a conversation. Sure. How about somebody like Dan Rather? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Like a, like a, <laughs> a beloved newscaster. <laughs> Yeah, I I really think Brian we're not, Williams. <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not gonna want to embarrass ourselves in front of them. You know, it's like we'll want to like keep our act together in front of Dan Rather, <laughs> <laughs> and then we can play Would You Rather, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he'd go, "Stop it! Stop it! Stop it!" Well, yeah, I guess. If we're thinking about the longevity of this whole society that we're creating, mm-hmm. I'd like more Dan Rathers in the world, as long as he's not a problematic person. No, I don't. I interviewed him. Really? How yeah, was that? It was wonderful. It was. Uh, he spoke at my college, and I was our I was our news editor, was newspaper wow. editor. And uh, I interviewed him, and he and he was delightful. And we were supposed to have fifteen minutes, and he sat with us for probably forty five. That's like, amazing. Yeah, he was very sweet. He smelled really wonderful. Oh, yeah. I bet he enjoyed being interviewed instead of doing the interviewing. Yeah, and he definitely, um, he definitely really liked like. Being like, well, when I was when I was your age, like when I was getting started in the biz, which was really precious because I like the idea of a seasoned journalist on board. Yeah. And I think it's actually we shouldn't take a famous person. We should take someone who's like doing the always has to be on the assignment where the weather's really bad. Oh, so it's kind of a mix of our Jane Austen and our Bear Grylls. Yeah. You've got someone who's ready to be in 50 mile per hour winds and keep their cool. Oh, that's true. But also can edit their own takes, can do Ooh. the filming and do their and edit on the same time. Kind of do their own makeup in the scene. Yeah, exactly. Very self-sufficient, yeah. but also very put together. I really like that. You know, I, I think one of the hardest jobs in the entire world would to be one of the like, um, oh, what is it called? The people that like, the moderators at like these democratic debates that are happening. Like, I think that'd be a really, really hard job because I like majored in political science. I really love politics and my eyes absolutely glaze over like 20 minutes in, but there's can't. Yeah. Like they have to be really engaged and asking follow up questions. And and you also have to be like, you have to stop talking now. Yeah. And I think that might be a good energy to have. Definitely. Like a moderator. (laughs) (laughs) To mediate disputes in our covered wagon society. (laughs) Can we take a moment to talk about square dancing? I thought you'd never ask. Did you have to do square dancing in school? Yes. Do you have to learn square dancing? Yes. I had to learn square dancing in school. Now, what a weird thing we had to learn. Right? What a weird time. that, it, And we did it for a lot of years. Oh, really? We did it for maybe like two years, something like that. I remember it probably fourth through tenth grade. So we did it for a lot of years. Fourth through tenth grade? Yeah, we did it for a long, long, That's long time. That's like how time. long I took French 
<laughs> uh, no, we only had to take two semesters of a foreign language. Uh-huh. But, you know, you got to be able to do this this group dance or else you're never going to make it in this society. thing that never, ever, ever has come up again. Mm-hmm. They were real insistent that we learned. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Is there a scenario in which aliens come down and the only way that they're going to, we become invisible is if we move as a group in square shaped patterns, not circles. Cause they, they can see circles, but they can't see squares. Keep going. do do swing your partner <laughs> around and round. Get society off the ground. <laughs> the aliens have come to kill us all, but we'll keep living if we dance. <laughs> Um, you know, and the thing is, like, I'm not saying that dance is useless. Like, I would have loved for them to be like, this is how you waltz. Oh, like ballroom dancing. Yeah. So my mom always threatened me with sending me to ballroom dancing <laughs> classes if I was bad. Because it was a thing that happened oh. in my town. There was like a ballroom dancing and etiquette class <gasps> that some that parents That seems like something their... that you would love to go to. No. No. I See, that's a thing. This little, this tiny prince? Yeah, I'm a tiny little socialite. But at the same time, I'm at least a little bit of a rebel. I don't like going with the flow. You know what I mean? Well, this isn't really going with the flow if not everyone had to do it. Not everyone. Not everyone had to do it. So I feel like you would have really been into a ballroom and etiquette class. No, I don't. I don't know. I would have been. I know that I. It, so here's the thing. Now that I'm an adult who goes to weddings sometimes, would have been very useful to be able to go out on the dance floor and be like, I can lead when we're dancing. Yeah. Can't lead. Can't lead at all. Oh Josh. <laughs> You know, uh, the one the one reason I would have loved ballroom dance and the one reason I did like square dance is because you got to touch boys. So this is what I wanted to talk about as yeah. well. Yeah. Very briefly in middle school, before I got moved into a different elective, um, because I think I like did theater or something. Um, but I was you had in, electives in middle school. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Um, and one of them was like salsa dancing. You had a salsa dancing elective in middle school? Yeah, we did. Our electives were like math or math. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it was like there was one, I think it was called like X block or something like that. that You got if you, I can't remember why we got it. I can't remember. All I can remember is I really wanted to dance with this one girl. And I was like, because also in seventh grade when this was happening, my town has five elementary schools and the town next to mine had one. And so there was six elementary schools coming together in middle school so for the first you know however many years that is seven years of like from five to twelve kindergarten through through sixth grade Mm -hmm. you're with the same little demons yeah and then you go through puberty and suddenly there's six times the people (laughs) (laughs) did you get to dance with her i did i did very briefly i thought i did very well i was also very pimply and awkward, so Aww. I don't think it, it, uh, it, you know, it didn't work out, but, you know, there's still time. Mm-hmm. I remember famously one square dancing class, uh, none of the boys would dance with these, so I had to dance with the superintendent. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, no! I know. You were an overachiever. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> dancing at a 60-year-old man level. <laughs> I now see why you wanted Jane Austen on our... Oregon trail trip because the whole thing is going to be organized dances. Yes. Where you have to be touching boys. Yes. <laughs> Lightly touching Bear Grylls' hands. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I learned how to, I, I didn't take ballroom dance, but I 
went through the crucible of the bar mitzvah circuit, the bar mm-hmm. and bat mitzvah circuit. Oh yeah, I've heard which meant a lot of that dancing. there was a lot of snowball dancing. Yeah, I've heard. But for our listeners who don't know, what can you tell us about the snowball? Yeah, I think the way that a snowball works, and I'm still not sure, is that it is it starts with one pair mm-hmm. dancing, and then, uh, like, now I'm realizing like 35 year old dude who's got a, a DJ booth. Yeah, that gets on the mic and it's like it's time for snowball. <laughs> And the maybe it starts with two pairs. I can't remember. But then the it's like ladies' choice. They then you switch, and the and if a a young woman comes up to you and says, "May I have this dance?" You then dance, and then you keep switching, and it keeps going out. It's kind of like a it's like a virus okay. where it keeps spreading. Sure. And then eventually, everyone's dancing in that like seventh grade. I'm holding my hands on your hips, and like, are my pinkies on your oh, butt? Oh, I would have. <laughs> I would have waited with bated breath for that snowball dance every time. <laughs> mm. And you're all like 13 and smelly. Mm, perfect. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Josh, we simply cannot talk yeehaw without talking country music. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Are you a country music guy? <gasps> so I famously have put down my flag in the not a country fan can category but i think i i like sorry i've i've retreated from that point okay recently i like country adjacent like i don't like pop country uh-huh if that makes sense i like classic country parts of it you mm-hmm. know like your your dolly parton dolly parton everyone should like she is our national icon <laughs> and like you know i like a lot of like country inspired roots music mm-hmm. and like bluegrass and old town like road old town road <laughs> yes dab 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 on them so, but i i'm i'm definitely not into the like i grab my pickup truck and i put in a beer well that's what i wanted to talk about <laughs> i have this theory that country music is the most detailed lyrics of all time okay because and I don't listen. I do listen to like a, a Dolly Parton, a Johnny Cash. I grew up listening to a lot of country, but like Merle Haggard, Willie Nelson sure. type stuff, not like the pop country. But every time it's played and it's played pretty frequently at my office. So I do listen to it quite a bit. Uh, not by choice, but it's around. Every song is always like, I got in my 96 blue Ford pickup and I went to the store and I bought some beans. <laughs> like, is there... I had a coupon <laughs> for the beans that I bought. Yeah. <laughs> the, the songs are so incredibly detailed. It's like, specific. we know the name, the mo- make and model of the car. <laughs> we know exactly what the girl is wearing. It's always like, she was wearing Daisy Dukes and they were really short. And she was wearing a little t shirt and the t shirt was short. Like, it's like, <laughs> it's like so incredibly detailed. It's not um what's what's like there's no like similes or metaphors. It's, yeah, it's very it's, literal. <laughs> I think that's gonna do it for us. I think that's gonna do it for us. As always, thank you so much for listening. Before we go, we are going to do our signature segment. Earnest moment of the week. Imatwa. This earnest moment comes to us from our friend and listener, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. She says, 
I teach a weekly after-school nature program. Oh. The kids love to tell me stories about animals they've seen, but I have one kid who really loves talking about his cockatiel. <laughs> Last week, as soon as I entered the class, he ran up to me and exclaimed, My bird is afraid of pepperoni! <laughs> Startled but curious, I asked, How do you know he's afraid of pepperoni? <laughs> He looked at me exasperated as if I had asked a very dumb question, <laughs> sighed, and said seriously, because we put it in his cage and he flew away screaming, <laughs> as though this was very obvious. And then he walked away and that was that. <laughs> My bird is afraid of pepperoni. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Oh my God, that's the funniest phrase I've ever heard. <laughs> We want to give a huge thank you to Ryan Cruz for designing our beautiful logo. She is on Instagram at, at rbcruiser and Dylan Dutch for creating our amazing theme song. He's on Twitter at, at Dylan Dutch. As always, it means a lot if you give us a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. Truly, if truly, you tell truly. A friend about this. And we know that it's like very cliche. And I was always like, oh, podcasts are just asking for reviews because they want to feel ooh la la, fancy schmancy. But it really, really does help because it helps other people find our podcast. And the more people that listen, the the more money we make. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't make any we money. We don't make any money. But it, it really does help get us out to other people um, because it, I don't know, it's something with the search results. So if you have a moment and honey, if you got this far in the podcast, I know you have a spare moment and you wouldn't mind just quick throw in us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would be extremely grateful. Yeah, well, you know, it can be literally anything. It can just be, if you just want to put, this podcast is good, I like it. That's a free review for you right there. Yep. Alternatively, if there was something in this episode that tickled your fancy, um, just write that you liked something from this episode. Um, or if you are creatively minded, your review prompt for the week is balloons. Balloons. So take that how you will. <laughs> and if you if you write a review and you use the prompt balloons, Josh will send you a tr check for $1,000. All right. Well, I'll, <laughs> I'll personally thank you. <laughs> and until next week, something for us all to ponder. Rodeo clowns. Are they dressed like a daydream? <laughs> Thanks, everybody. See you next week. Okay.